And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Hello and welcome to the show. This is Andy Webb with Lifestyles Unlimited. And as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Hey, you, you normally hear Al Gordon's voice today, uh, but Al is out and about enjoying the lifestyle. I don't know where he is, traveling, cruising. I'm sure he'll tell you when he's back. So I'm going to fill in today. And if you've caught any of the, the recent shows, you know that both Al and I are interviewing the Lifestyles Realty team in the various markets around the nation where Lifestyles is currently focusing and growing. And we are going to continue that series today. In fact, I'm excited to be able to join you for this. So far, we've headed east to Georgia and Tennessee. From my perspective, I sit in Dallas-Fort Worth, and we've headed west to Arizona. Today, we're going to go north. We're going to head north. We're going to land smack dab in the middle of the United States. We're going to talk about Kansas and Missouri. And of course, you may be familiar with the geography there. Kansas City straddles both those states. All good markets. We're going to hear why. And, you know, if you haven't heard me talk before, like Al, I am a member. I became a member way back in 2012, started buying houses, house, house, house. We just kind of progressed down that path, became real estate, retired from corporate America a few years ago. And like Al, we're enjoying the lifestyle. And I want to introduce my guest, Joe. He's also a longtime member of Lifestyles Unlimited. We're going to hear a bit of his story. I want to set the table with that. And then I do want to pick his brain uh, about Kansas, about Missouri, and of course about Kansas City. So, Joe, without further ado, welcome to the show. Hey, Andy. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm excited. Not just about hearing my own voice, but being able to sort of help <laughs> inform other folks about not just what Realty is doing, but also really how we help support and leverage what Lifestyles Unlimited has done with you, myself, and many others. Yeah, we're over 50,000 members strong, and a lot of members in Texas, but a lot of members outside of the state, a lot of members, we have members outside of the, the country, in fact, that are, are buying in some of the markets that we've been talking about, in fact. And we'll hear about how we're progressing, because I know you have a key part of that. But why don't you tell us just a little bit about your, your background, uh, coming to find Lifestyles Unlimited. I think that's interesting. And, and what motivated you to join back then? I wasn't a listener. I was actually working for a local radio station as their on-site producer, talking with the host, listening to it, and was invited to join the AV team, you know. So it really opened my eyes. And the first thing I went to was a case study event, just like many members and folks out there. And it just blew my mind, the size and scope, as well as just really the energy. Right. Because, you know, I was a kid. I've been at this since this is now back in like late 07, early 08. So, you know, I was barely 24 at the time coming in. I went, oh, my gosh, like, what is this? Because it was a giant, almost circus like atmosphere. I went, is this really how like owners and landlords act? And the answer is, yeah, and this is what they look like. I'm like, we're having a good time. Like, Come on. I'm like, like they're laughing, <laughs> they're smiling. Uh, this was back in the days when they would have contests to see who could actually wear the ugliest shirts, too. So I'm like, what's going on here? And it was wonderful. 
Yeah. And, and just to, I want to throw this out there because you mentioned the case study. And, you know, I, I went to the case study here in, in Dallas-Fort Worth uh, just, just the uh, past week. And much like you described it there, it was packed full of happy people. You know, what we did is we sat and we listened to some presentations of fellow investors, you know, real people presenting real results. Single family investor got up there, talked about what they had bought, rehabbed, et cetera, the numbers. Another single family investor, and we heard about an apartment investor as well. So it's a good place to really understand what 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 it is we do as investors and, and get some inspiration. And if if the listener is interested, you can go to a website, lucasestudy.com to learn more about that. Register, do it online, or come on out. You know, I, I find that 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 vibrant air is really infectious. And uh, so you went to the case study. What happened after yeah. that? So after the case study, uh, one, I got hired on to actually join the team, and um, I'll admit it, you know, for like the first three to six months, I really had no idea what the company did because I was still in that discovery mode, like I'm sure some of the listeners might be. But then one day um, I went and I sat through, not sat through sounds rough. I went to and I got to experience the free workshop and it clicked. It clicked not just on the logic level, uh, what they were talking about, but also like in that practical manner of like, oh. That's a solid reason on why this works. And then, you know, three months into doing the job, it all sort of made sense, made clarity. And after that, you know, obviously became a member, but was trying to do it a little bit on my own. And then that's when we went from just being one level or one tier to the next tier up because we were having a tough time jump-starting it. Because, you know, when you're young and you think you know a bunch of stuff, you know, you're almost embarrassed to ask for help. Till yeah. a coworker at the time said, hey, you know you have these tools. You have this vast array of resources. Why don't you start to utilize it? And we did the old V8 slap the head. <laughs> took that jump and it just went from there and became almost second nature. Can you tell us about your recent, uh, let's say, disposition? Yes, yeah, certainly. So over the years, I have owned many serving single family on and off. And about a year, year and a half ago, we acquired four duplexes all in a row, right? And really what sort of stands out about that is not just that we were lucky enough to find four duplexes in a row that could be operated as one. But what we did is we didn't buy in our own backyard. We actually uh, went and bought them in Georgia. So right at the Georgia-Alabama border in a small sort of third, the third largest city in that state called Columbus. And for folks out there, I live out here in the suburbs of Houston. In fact, like for me to get to the other side of Houston takes an hour. So we bought a cross con- cross country. And when I've told members that, Andy, they go, well, how'd you find them? Oddly enough, I utilized one of our Lifestyles Realty Georgia agents to help find it, as well as different folks on the vendor marketplace to help get it fixed up and going. So these weren't rent ready, move everyone in, or maybe even already occupied. You had to go in and do some some level of rehab on these things. Oh, we, so you know you're buying a rough property when the general contractor gets out there and goes, you know what, sir, it might be cheaper for you to scrap it and start over. Because, <laughs> you know, we bought them from a true blue. I don't want to call them a slumlord because I don't want to talk bad about people I haven't met. But we bought them from an individual where you could just tell their love of real estate had left them. 
right? Okay. The love of providing quality service to a paying tenant had left them. That's how I'll phrase it. So not to show uh, throw shade here yeah. in July, right? Yeah. But it's, it's that element of we had to do a heavy lift on them, and the individuals at times, you know, they would talk about poor water quality because the pipes were old, and we did a major lift on them. Sort of and you did that from Houston. Did that from Houston. Well, actually, Andy, I'm going to say this. I did none of that heavy lifting. I had skilled general contractors and tradespeople go out there do that. I managed the project from Houston, had that system in place to keep touch with them, where I got my weekly updates. My lender was able to be remained in the loop because we did what is referred to as a hard money lending yep. to help fund some of that work. Um, uh, one of them, I think our out of pocket was about, I don't want to say, cause I don't want to ruin people, Andy, well, one yeah. of those low out of pockets where if someone hears it, it'll break them, but I get it was it. reasonable. <laughs> you, it sounds like a home run and yeah, I get, I get yeah. that. You don't want to, you don't want to put that seed in someone's head to where I've got to find that home. That is a problem. Yeah. I talk to people all the time. Well, I got to find this home run deal. I'm like, no, if you consistently buy singles, you know, at bats mm-hmm. or singles, uh, over, over the, over the long run, those things will turn into home runs over the, over, over time. Time is on our side as investors. I think that's the, the big point, but a lot of this show is broadcast in Texas and, and we've been talking to the various realty team in, in Arizona, uh, in, in Tennessee. And of course in Georgia, where you're describing your, your duplexes, you can do it too. You know, if, if, if you're not finding what you need in this market, there are other markets, uh, outside of Texas. That's why we're looking there. Now there are different advantages to each market. And we've talked about those over the course of those shows. If you miss those, and want to find those. You can go to lifestylesunlimited.com. The podcasts are archived there on our radio tab, but I think that's a very great point for the listener. You did this thing and you just sold these guys, right? Oh yeah. So much so, uh, like the wires were sent out yesterday. In fact, every, you know, on the breaks, I've been checking my bank account, just watching, you know, the little pending sort of swirl to, you know, actionable, spendable money. Cause you know, I did tell the wife, you know, when we get these sold, cause it's, it's almost as stressful for the spouses as those of us out there leading these, you know, so she's going to get a nice dinner out of this at least. So <laughs> Maybe a hey, you're not too far from Galveston. Get get on a cruise ship. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely uh, you know in the cards, you know, in that regard. Yeah. But yeah, we're we're watching the accounts sort of pend. Once it's there, it's good. Yeah. You know. And it was good. Well, congratulations here to a listener. Again, this is a story of somebody that's taking taking an investment full cycle, and and it's a little more complicated because it's not one house; it's 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 four duplexes. So you've got a lot more moving parts. Big rehab, as we heard, Joe did it. You can do it too. You know that's mm-hmm. the big. I think the big story here. So single family duplexes, um, eventually apartments. I know you're an aspiring lead. That's somebody that's going to put together a syndication uh, on the apartment side. We're, we're not going to go there today because I want to stay in the single family space largely. Um, but good information. And you're putting into play everything that we talk about on this show. Yeah. And that's an element to it. When I talk to folks, you know, they go, how'd you do it? I go, I utilize the resources at hand, still kept in touch with my agent post-closing as an additional local resource, as well as, you know, reaching out. And I did keep in touch with the single-family mentors on that side as well, because it's, you know, one, we're all colleagues and coworkers, but more importantly, we're all 
contemporaries and members as well. So we love to share that type of success stories and, you know, the bumps and the bruises and help guide each other to and throughout it. Yeah, so you don't get those bumps. That was great. Yeah, yeah, very good. And for the listener's sake, you know, the mentors are there and they're they're talking to I don't know how many members every day, every week. So they're seeing a lot of different angles. And if you're encountering some kind of a, a concern or question you may have, they've probably seen this, addressed it with that other member and can quickly get a resolution to you and help you through whatever that uh, hurdle in your mind might be. Now, I want to shift gears. We'll get to Kansas and Missouri here in just a moment. I, I think an interesting aspect of your story that I happen to know is that you and your wife, you you have a, a son that you are homeschooling, and we we're talking about some of your intentions to maybe get them involved in real estate. I'm a guy with a six-year-old, also homeschooling. I want to hear what you're doing and what your intent is to get this guy involved. We've got about a minute, so we may need to pick mm-hmm. this up on the back, back end, but let's get started. No problem. Um, so he's 11, and we're homeschooling, so our what we're going to do is work him and put him through the paces just like I'd recommend anybody, a member or an outsider, uh, sort of say like, hey, what do I do? So I brought him to a couple case studies. So my next step is getting him to do a two-day, but then to start watching the videos that we have access to as members together as a family, you know, him, his mom, me, hopefully his siblings as well. That way he can start asking questions as well as starting to shift the way he thinks about things. Because I've looked at him and I said, Daddyus, we will help you buy these properties. We will help you generate this cash flow as well as this income. That way, as you're growing up, you're set up for a life yeah. you want. Yeah, very good. Um, we're going to head into a quick break. Let's grab that on the back end. Questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. Your challenge is that you don't believe you can be rich, is that you don't believe you can retire within five years. That's half of your challenge. And until you can come up with that belief system, until you can reconcile that in your mind, you won't be willing to take the steps necessary to get there. So you need to get in here and meet some people. Join us for the next free workshop and meet the people at Lifestyles Unlimited that will share Del Wamsley's belief system and empower you to take the steps you need to be successful. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the show. I thank you for tuning in today. I'm filling in today for Al. My name is Andy Webb, and I'm joined today by Joe. And we were just hearing, Joe, about how you're planning to involve your your family in what you do as a real estate investor. You're uh, one of your sons, anyhow. And I think that's a great plan as a guy that has a six-year-old. Now, six, he's, he has a little hard time focusing, but you're a little bit farther along in terms of age. Um, he's going to create some cash flow. What's he get to do with that cash flow? So, yeah, once we uh, get him some properties, you know, utilizing the bank of mom and dad, we've let him know, like, over the next seven years, because he's 11, any cash flow he generates when he is 18, that becomes his. That way he has the option, right, to, if he wants to, go to college, start a business, take a year off, discover himself. But any cash flow or house that he helps us acquire, 
between now and when he becomes 18, we'll find a way to get to him so they can set up their own future and have greater control. Very good. Hey, for, as a fellow dad, kudos to you. You're you're teaching, I think, a level of financial responsibility. Obviously, some of the basic education, math, etc. How to run a business. I mean, you are preparing a, a great future. I think for uh, for your young for your young guy, and uh, I, I love that. Now. We're thinking about Texas. You'll probably be working with him in Texas, but I guess you don't have to, right? We've been talking about some of our other markets, and let's let's go there now. Maybe, maybe you take him up to Kansas or Missouri. Um, if you headed into those markets, where would you go? Looking at those markets, because yeah, we're we're not tied to Texas. We're not native Texans. That's Andy. Why I have my funny accent because I'm not from Houston. <laughs> but we would probably be looking at Kansas City. There's just what we have seen is this great, and it's going to sound not exciting, right? Which to me as an investor actually makes it exciting, right? It's that counterintuitiveness of it is that Kansas City as a region has had very positive but slow and steady population growth as well as just job growth over the years, meaning it's not one of those boom or bust markets, right? Like it's not the sexy, flashy, like, hey, you know, we're going to go invest at the, on the riverfront of Kansas City. No, but it's a notion of they have some great key like employers out there, like Ford is out there, T-Mobile, Hallmark, Garmin, these almost evergreen companies that have weathered recessions, and they have deep pools of employment out there that have made it so they're attracting not just um, great manufacturing jobs, but also top-tier IT professionals, as well as folks in the bioscience. So it's a diversified economy. But it being Kansas City, it has this great sort of presence where it's slow, it's steady, and there's also a historical element to the region that makes it so it is very affordable because it's not flashy, right? Like you don't hear on the news too many Californians pulling up roots from San Diego and moving to the heartland. Some do. So it's had this steady population growth, and they've been able to maintain like steady, consistent building. So while they're not ahead or there's like a surplus of homes, they're not in a huge deficit, which has made it so housing is very affordable out there, which I think is exciting. I think it's a good point because you're, you're exactly right. I I don't like roller coaster rides. Now, in my personal life, yeah, I love going down the road to Six Flags and riding the, the Texas Giant, all that fun stuff. But in my investing life, I do not like crazy ups and downs. I'll take those occasional home runs, absolutely. Um, but, you know, if you think about Texas, appreciation historically has been pretty low, two, three, four, maybe 5%, depending on what part of the state you're you're looking at. Sounds like this is similar in, in, in that sense. It can be, you know, looking at different pockets there, um, and this is throughout the state because it mirrors it, but Kansas City, because it's the largest city in that area and region. For Missouri, it's the second largest city, but for Kansas, it's the largest MSA out there. You do. It, it is almost sort of like if you were able to go back in time, right? How many investors have you heard say, if I could go back in time and find a market like this, I would do it. I've seen that in Kansas City, right, where it feels like probably when you were buying in Dallas and when we were driving around Houston back in the day, good, steady appreciation, not these giant, massive spikes where in which you go, how do I get out of this? Who could afford Mm -hmm. this? 
housing has maintained a very high level of affordability, which is also something unique to it. Because the housing is affordable, rents have been steadily also increasing, but renters aren't being priced out. Like it's in this great element where you have a tenant base for your houses where they can actually rent a house and save up to then at times buy that house or buy another house after some times. Whereas I know in other markets I'm in and I look at, renting's almost becoming unaffordable and creating like a cycle, but not necessarily in Kansas City, which affords, you know, a greater buyer pool when it's time to leave, right? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, because we at some point, like you with your duplexes, we we invest, we rehab, we rent, we enjoy the cash flow like you and your son will. Uh, We get that equity capture on the outset. But at some point, we need to take that equity back out. So we divest, we dispose of that asset. So yeah, we that's what I'm hearing in Kansas City and Kansas and Missouri is that our the the market's not uh, uh, t- too high. In other words, what what kind of what kind of price point? As not thinking about the broader public, but as investors, what what sort of after repair value or price opinion are we finding in these markets? So in these markets, we're still finding very affordable after repaired pricing, right around the two hundred, maybe two hundred and fifty price point. In one of the smaller markets that we are in, because again, you know, for our agents. You know, we might talk about that major city, but their radius is their expertise as well as how far they're willing to drive. So, like one of our agents uh, out in Springfield, Missouri area, he's finding homes with an after repaired price of like 140, like 180. So, even when fixed up, very affordable housing. And if you think about Kansas City within population over two point, you know, X, you know, five million people or so, a house that's worth around two twenty, that's a very affordable starter home in most other markets. So here's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing Kansas City, which straddles both markets, Topeka, Wichita mm-hmm. on the Kansas side. We head over to Missouri. We've got, again, Kansas City, Springfield. And I will mm-hmm. second what you said. I have seen some really great numbers coming in the email blasts that I've seen from the Realty team down there and exploring on the far side of the state, St. Louis. Now, putting back on my Texas hat for a moment, mm-hmm. um, you know, one of the things we've been dealing with here lately is high insurance and, and, and property taxes. Now, there was a bill that just went through the Texas uh, legislature that's going to help us on the property tax side, but what does that look like up in Kansas and Missouri, taxes and insurance? So the way taxes work in Kansas and Missouri, um, for those of you who are new to the show, the way it works is they have an actual appraiser. They go out, they all assess the value of a home, right? So in Kansas, they'll have a professional, or I call them a professional because they tax me, uh, but they have an individual go out there and assess the value. Then what they do is they apply a sort of assessment percentage to it. In Kansas, that's usually around 11.5%, right? So for simple math, if someone comes out and goes, oh, your house is worth $100,000, they will then apply 11.5% to it, and then they will tax that amount. So your house would be taxed at $11,500 Wow! in this situation. <laughs> and then they would apply the county millage rate to help fund um, the local infrastructure in schools. Okay. Same similar concept applied in Missouri, but that amount is 19%. 
Okay. Well, that sounds like peanuts to me with uh, <laughs> what we've got going on here. So that speaks to cash flow in these two markets, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, because what are we doing? We're we're fixing these things up. We're addressing the maintenance and whatnot through the renovation, so we don't have to worry about that. So we're collecting our gross rent. We're paying our principal and interest, our taxes, and our insurance, P-I-T-I. Mm-hmm. And that's it. We've heard lower value properties. So even with the higher interest rates, our P-I portion of that equation will be low. Taxes mm-hmm. are going to be low. Insurance is going to be low. Therefore, cash flow is going to be high. How are we doing on the equity capture side? So equity capture side, doing very well as well. Like the ranges can and will vary because there's also a lot of duplexes, triplexes, and fourplexes in yes. the area. Yes. But before we move off cash flow, here's another thing in these markets I like to point out. Uh, we'll, we'll get back to the fun funness of uh, that. But in these areas, because they're a little bit older, something that we haven't seen a lot of are homeowner or property owner associations. So there's not a lot of additional sort of hidden costs uh, in these markets to get into deed-restricted communities. Okay. I know there are certain pockets of Texas where HOAs are a big thing. Yes. Not the case in these markets. Just wanted to throw that out there. Okay. Yeah. No, it's valid. I've got a couple that are in a, a, an HOA, so I've got to factor in my, my monthly or annual uh, property association fees. That's, mm-hmm. that's a val- it's a valid point. It, you know, it's, it's, it, it can be a big number if you're not careful, so we don't have to worry about that in Kansas or Missouri. Mm-hmm. And um, thinking about the, the houses themselves, older stock, yeah, I've seen a lot of duplexes, triplexes, quads coming out of Kansas City, in fact, uh, as investment opportunities. Uh, can you speak just briefly? Uh, to the, the 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 housing stock, is it substantially different than what I might know here in Dallas, or you might know in Houston, in terms of construction, or is it pretty much pretty much the same? I'm going to be cautious because I grew up in a family of tradespeople, so I don't want to speak ill of the quality of building in Texas. Uh, but I will say that something we have seen is out in these areas. One, we have a different foundation type. Okay. In Texas, the slab foundation. Very common. In a lot of these other markets, like in Kansas City, here we have basement or basement foundations. And the great thing about basements is that's where a lot of the mechanical stuff is, as well as if it's unfinished, it stays off the tax rolls, as well as as an investor. We can go in and finish those basements, add value, create additional living space in that regards, which comes in handy, especially upon resale. So that's an element to that building quality, right? Different foundation types and structures. Okay. Uh, We still do see a fair amount of, you know, wood framed as well as beautiful because in Kansas City in these older markets, we do have these historic homes. We have seen some homes that are built in the 1930s. So they have this wonderful aesthetic and they're not in historic districts. So there's not a bunch of rules on what you can do to them so you can take that beautiful exterior and make it modern as well so that's an element to there um we do have also notice a lot more of those wraparound porches as well as just the good i'm trying to think they actually were built in times when you could have a yard as well so it is again leading to that community environment. A little bit different. I like what I'm hearing because the foundation here in Texas, you and I both know Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, doesn't matter. We've got the clay soil. It can be an issue. Uh, basement, I like that. Added living space. That I asked you about equity capture. Well, guess what? If it's an unfinished basement and I can go in and finish that thing, that's pretty low-hanging fruit to add some value and, and, and create even more 
equity capture. Hey, Joe, I, we've got just about a minute left. Let's let's shift gears one last time. And if you don't mind, what are your goals? Tell us, maybe as a you know personally as an investor, what do you see in the future? And if you have any advice for the listener, if you'd share that as well. So uh, my family goal is to help jumpstart my kids in their investment journey, uh, in part because I've been doing real estate for 13 years. So it is a little bit of the old fashioned concept of passing along the family business. The next big role for me as an investor is being that inspired or a aspiring as well as an inspiring lead to help not just my family, but other investors' families realize their goals while improving properties. And for me, Kansas City is one of those key markets where as an aspiring lead, I'm looking at where's that opportunity? Where's that growth? All right. And for the listener, what would you tell them to do? What do they need to do right now? Take action. I know it sounds simple, but it's at times the hardest step, right? Like come to a decision, take action now. You will thank yourselves three to five years from now because the efforts you put in today shows up then and will ripple through for generations. Absolutely. Like we said, you know, slow appreciating market there. Slow and steady wins the race, but you have to start the race. Go to lifestylesunlimited.com. Register for the free workshop. That's the best way to get going. Thank you for listening. And remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.